Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. It's Sport O'Clock, and our correspondent tonight is Suzanne McFadden, who's on the line now. Kia ora to you, Suzanne. Kia ora, Emil. How are you? I'm just splendid, thanks. Um, And there's been some sport going on today. Uh, The Rugby Sevens, what happened? Mm, Yeah, Vancouver, uh, the latest stop in the World Series. And it was always going to be a really important uh, event for the Blackfern Sevens, who've had a really uh, rough start to the season. the season, of course, starts in 2023, at the end of 2023. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a great line from Ricky Swinnell, the wonderful New Zealand commentator of Sevens around the world, who said that they felt like they had a stone in their shoe before Christmas when they hadn't won anything on the tour. Mm-hmm. And that grew to a rock right. by the time they got to Perth for the last event, which where they finished fifth. So... This tournament meant a lot to them, and uh, they really struggled without Sarah Hirani, their longtime captain who did her knee uh, late last year and is um, still, you know, it's still touch and go whether she'll be ready for the Paris Olympics. But the really good thing that came out of today was the Blackfern Sevens were back on top, back to their winning ways, and they did so without Sarah there. So really, really interesting to see, um, especially to me, uh, Portia Woodman Wycliffe oh. scored uh, a hat-trick in the final. And anybody who says that woman has got no pace left in her legs needs to have their heads red because she's 32, but she's running like a, I don't know, 18-year-old. She's running like a 32-year-old in 2024. It's it's, it's the marvels of, 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 of conditioning and fitness in this day and age. She is absolutely dynamic. She's like the Terminator, Suzanne. She is indeed, and it's so amazing to see the senior players in the in the team step up at, at this stage. With uh, you know Paris Olympics not long to go now, July, and they really really want to defend their gold medal. Uh, and Australia are still looking really strong. They're still leading overall in the series, but they were knocked out in the semi-finals in a big shock by mm. France. And uh, the French women, uh, I think they played their final in the semi-final. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Black Ferns were here 28-7 at half time, and they just carried on from there to win 35-19, which, uh, yeah, really, really heartening for them in their Olympic campaign. Uh, the All Black Sevens didn't do as well. They uh, they had a really tough game, again, against France in the uh, semi-finals and uh, got through by two points, but uh, up against Argentina, who are the form team of this of this series. They uh, That's their third tournament win in a row. Yeah. And um, even though the All Black Sevens were up 12-0 in the first half, uh, they didn't score another point. 
And the the Argentinians who are man, they are fast, Gee, but they are this. strong. They're big guys. They're eh? out of this world, aren't they? It's like because I I got to say I don't really follow sevens that closely, and so I'm kind of like, mm. what? Like Argentina is 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 really good at sevens. This is so weird. I always thought that they were you know pretty good at rugby, but uh, maybe not not that kind of level. But gee, watching some of those highlights, they are out of this world. Those fellas. Yeah, yeah, and they've been obviously training. You know, all these the nations now, these top nations, Paris is their main goal. Everybody, of course, wants to win tournaments on this World Series, but gosh, the Olympics is it, really, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there'll be a little bit more jostling before they get to Paris and the tournament's coming up. But, yeah, there's, you know, both New Zealand teams are probably coming into their own at the right time. Mm. That's how I like to think of it anyway. Yeah, exactly. It was just, you know, yeah. They're playing their way into it. Now, t- timing your peak is uh, very important when you're uh, playing according to four-year cycles. So uh, long, long shall it continue. And um, speaking of the Paris Olympics, a couple of Kiwis have been chosen for the Paris Olympics who will be competing Who will be competing where no New Zealanders have competed before, I suppose. Indeed, on the, the rock climbing wall. Yep, our speed climbers, uh, Julian David and Sarah Tetzlaff, were named this morning in the New Zealand team for the Paris Olympics. The first time we've sent uh, speed climbers. It's only the second time that speed climbing will be in the Olympics. So uh, it's not like we've been leaving them behind for Indeed. 16 years or anything. But um, they're the first athletes named in the New Zealand team for the Olympics. So that's cool too. Well, what a really cool thing. Yeah. Now, I spoke to Sarah Tetzlaff about... Ooh, my maths isn't so good, Uh, six years ago, Mm -hmm. just before she went to the Youth Olympics in um, speed climbing, and she'd left her family in Wellington, you know, as a teenager to go and live in the Mount where the um, speed climbing base is, and she made a huge sacrifice. But there's something that I found really fascinating about her. She's also studying full-time at University of Waikato, and last year, now let me get this exactly right, mm. she won an award for the best water science student. Stop it. She did a study on the algae in Lake Tarawera, and so she's one of the top water scientist students in the country. Oh, come she's on. also one of the best speed climbers. How is that? That's just, that's... um. That makes me spiteful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're all underachievers, aren't we? Let's face it. And Julian uh, David, I think he's the current junior world champion. He won uh, Emerging Talent Award at, at this year's Halbergs as well. So a couple of real... Yeah, he's a real character as well as a real talent. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's good value. That's so gr- that's really- Oh. Uh, yeah, and it's great when characters come through because a lot of – well, actually, this is probably not fair, but, um, you know, <laughs> so, sometimes our athletes can sometimes seem to lack personality. So it is – I don't know. Do you think that's fair? Am I being too mean there? I believe they're very focused. Mm-hmm. Many of them are very, very focused on getting to be, you know, number one in the world. That's everybody's goal. Mm-hmm. But also some of them have been very highly media trained. Yeah. And uh, it takes the um, real essence out of who they are. And I I just love it when you get new sports like this come along and these 
young athletes who've gotten, you know, have had no media training yeah. and they just go for and they're so enthusiastic and they're just so interesting. Speak so, from the heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, finally tonight, Suzanne, let's talk netball and the Silver Ferns and coaching because this is a bit up in the year. What's the situation at this point in time to the best of your understanding, please? Yeah, really, really interesting decision that came out of Netball New Zealand last week where they're going to open applications for the head coach of the Silver Ferns. Now, from my understanding, this was a decision that was reached by both Netball New Zealand and Dame Nolan Taurua, the incumbent coach, who... Look, she is, we know that she's incredibly talented, um, out-of-the-box kind of coach. Mm. But she she's pretty hard on herself. Not hard on herself, but she's pretty honest with herself. Right. Look, the Silver Ferns came fourth at the World Cup last year. That was the worst result that we've ever had in, in our Netball World Championship. And she wasn't happy with that. You know that was that was she'd won, taken the team to victory in 2019, the last World Cup, fourth at that one. You know she just it didn't sit well with her, and she is as competitive as hell. I don't know many coaches as competitive as Nolan, and I think that she will want to up her game. So. The best thing that could happen for her is to have competition for mm. this role. There's no guarantee she will get it. But the other thing that she said that I found really fascinating was what's the point of being a coach at the ANZ Premiership level, which is the next level down really from the Silver Ferns, if you have no aspirations to be the Silver Ferns coach? Right, yeah. She applied for this job three times before she got it. So there has to be that opportunity for the next coach to get this opportunity to, you know, try out for the job. That might take them two or three times to get it, but there have to be those opportunities there. Yeah. So, look, there's there's been talk about that this might this might be messy for Netball New Zealand. I don't. I think it'll be the opposite. I think it's it's probably the most honest and best way to find the next coach and, and I guess, um, iron sharpens iron right like you know yes. um, maybe that maybe yes. the beast the hunger is sort of ignited by the very real threat of someone breathing down your neck you know i want your job um that yeah. that, that is a motivation isn't it definitely and definitely for, for dame Knowles, that's you know that's who she is she loves competition she loves to be pushed so yes i mean she <laughs> Of course, she would have loved to have finished better than, than fourth in the world. And so she knows that she has work to do. But the thing that we've also got to remember is New Zealand netball, we don't have the same depth as other, other nations mm. like Australia and England. But we lose, you know, we, we build up over kind of three or four World Cup cycles. So we lost a lot of our top players after that 2019 victory mm. that was just a natural you know progression or i don't think progression's right word, it's a cycle it? really isn't it yeah we came to the end cycle. of the cycle yeah 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 and so we're you know they're building up again 
and um, right now perhaps fourth in the world is where they are but you know it's another three and a bit years till the next one so there's time to work on it and there's time to sort out if 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 Nolene is appointed the coach again but in the next two years it doesn't um, you know bode well for her then there is time as we saw with her to bring a new coach in. Mm. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what happens uh, in that space. Suzanne McFadden, our sports correspondent, thank you very much for your time, as always. Thanks, Emil. That is Suzanne McFadden. Uh, and Suzanne actually has a great piece, uh, which was published, I think, last Friday, about uh, Silverfin shooter Grace Nwicky. Um You can find that on the newsroom website, newsroom.co.nz. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.